Welcome to the friendliest campus in the South. Shotgun, Blanchard, one back set. Rolls right. Pressure coming. Throws. Middleton got it. To the gym of the hills. He lifts it to left. That one's pretty well hit. All on the run. That ball is gone. Home of the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. This is your podcast for JSU Sports. High fly ball, center field. It is back. It's out of here. With your hosts, Brandon Owens and Cody Hooks, this is Cocky Nation. Hey, what is going on, Cocky Nation? It has been far too long since the last time that we've said hey and hello and how much we love each and every one of you. It's your favorite hosts, Brandon and Cody, um, and we're just glad to be back. It's a new year, new season, and so much has happened. we got so much on this list, but Brandon, I'm going to let you take this from now. We have a very special guest today. The OG crew is back together. Please welcome Eric Eric Jeter. How are we doing, boys? We miss you. That's, that's I miss y'all. And I apologize to the viewers. I have my cameras over here, but my monitor is over here. So I'm going to be looking over here most of the time. I'm not neglecting you. Don't worry. And it's okay. We still love you. That's what matters. I love you more. But with that being said, like I said, y'all, we have so much to go through um, with just football, new uh, new information that's come out with the uh, new Rich Rodriguez era. That's what we're calling it. And then so much has happened with basketball. Like if you have not been keeping up with our basketball team, especially our men's basketball team, like you are like living under a rock right now. Like I, it is completely crazy. So we are going to start with the football information first. Um, and some of the new things that have come out thus far is number one, uh, as we are recording this, it is National Signing Day. Um, so we did sign over several new players that are going to be joining the roster. I think it was like 24 players total. Oh, yeah. there is, there's several. And then on top of that, since the last time that we spoke about this new era for Rich Rodriguez, um, we've also heard different names and actually have new people on our coaching roster. Um, so we have some people like Calvin McGee, Zach Alley, um, and then we've also ended up getting several new players. Uh, we got a new quarterback, too, and I was quite surprised to read uh, that we ended up – QB? Mike Are you talking about that three-star? Oh, Mike D'Angelo. Oh. Okay. I thought you meant actual quarterback. I was like, what? I've been paying attention today. I didn't see a quarterback. Now – well, no, we did. I was reading something that said that we ended up picking up a uh, quarterback from Yeah, Ohio. I want to say he's a three-star. Um, he's, yeah, he's a three-star. He's in the top 80 players in Ohio, um, at, or he's top 80 quarterbacks in Ohio, top 50 in the state. Um, so he – I haven't heard a lot about him. I'm still doing a lot of research on him, and I'll get his name in just a second. But, yeah, I mean, there is so many really good names, especially on that coaching staff, especially, you know, as we're talking about the FBS era that is about to be JSU, it is especially important. Yeah. I'm looking at some of these names. Uh, the, I mean, you have some, 
familiar names like Rick Trickett. He he used to coach at Auburn. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say he coached at West Virginia, Michigan, maybe Arizona. I know he was – he might have been at Ole Miss. But Rick Trickett followed Rich, Rich mm-hmm. Rod everywhere. Uh, who's another one? Dusty Rutledge. He he's followed Rich Rod everywhere he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike D'Angelo has done the same thing. Uh, the only coach that we kept was Kelvin Sigler, which, which is I'm, I'm a bit surprised about about that because oh, I yeah. thought they were going to completely clean house. Well, and I think like. One of the biggest things that's come out in the you know in this time span of him picking coaches and uh, you know adding new players to the roster is uh, I was reading a quote from Rich himself and he basically said like I am trying to be selective for people that are going to be able to coach in an FBS division. It's not and and I think that's really important. Like yes, we are still technically in the SCS. But we have got to prepare ourselves in order to be ready to go into the FBS division. Yeah, Eric, what anything you want to add to the coaching staff? Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for change at the very least. Yeah, um, we needed it. Uh, it is good that he's trying to recruit coaches and players that are intended to play at the FBS level because mm-hmm. while we are FCS for another year, you know, if we're not postseason eligible, we might as well abuse the extra scholarships yeah, and try to ease that transition to FBS. But I, um, you were talking about that quarterback recruit out of Ohio. I to can't Smoot. To Sean. To Sean Smoot. He is a three-star prospect um, and he is rated the 84th best quarterback in his class and one of the top 50 players in Ohio, prep for head coach Maurice Douglas at Springville High School in Springville, Ohio, as a senior in 2021, was named the Division I All-Ohio Offensive Player of the Year, as well as to the first-team All-Ohio team by the Ohio Prep Sports Writer, and it just continues on. Uh, he's 170 pounds. Uh, he is six foot. He's six foot, 170 pounds. He's a skinny boy. Um, yeah, we got to get that boy he, up to 190 at least. Yeah. He chose the Gamecocks over multiple offers, including Kentucky, Marshall, Air Force, Army, Ball State, Bowling Green, Eastern Michigan, Akron, uh, Akron, Akron, sorry, UMass, Miami, Ohio, Navy, Ohio, Toledo, UAB, and Western Michigan. So, Tashawn, what in the world? Why did he not go to Kentucky? (laughs) uh, Apparently, he because uh, again, you have to look at it from this perspective. Yes. We are moving to the FBS, but it is a difference with us in the FBS versus Alabama, Kentucky, and all the SEC because they've been doing this for a long time, and you go somewhere that you know for a fact, whether it be a year or two, you're going to end up playing. And it's not just going to be, oh, let me get like a game here or there. Like you are going to play. You go to the place that you know you're going to have time. Like that's what's going to prepare you more, not uh, I'm going to be the backup quarterback at Kentucky. I uh, spent some time this morning actually watching his huddle highlight reel. It's about mm-hmm. 11 minutes long, which is kind of nuts. That's cut that sucker in half. Let's pick the best <laughs> highlights, my guy. But um, he's a mobile quarterback, so he can run. 
Um, and he's an okay passer, but most of his touchdown passes were just lobs that are getting picked mm-hmm. off in in D1, to be honest yeah. with you. So he's going to have to adapt. And correct me if I'm wrong, Zion still has another year. Yes. Yeah, he's still got another year are, of eligibility. Are, are we, we're expecting that whatever Zion will this be kid, the starter next year. Is that what we're expecting? Yes. That is what, what actually, been... actually, actually, I've heard Zion or Matthew Caldwell will be the starter next year. Which I'm not against Caldwell. Caldwell has I'm been... not either. Caldwell I'm was the either. best quarterback yeah, we had he, this past he, year. He was. Um now I will say on the opposite side of the ball, because if if you heard anything about like my rants this past season, one of my biggest issues was our defense. Our defense was just couldn't wrap up. We couldn't, you know, actually stop the ball. And there is somebody that we ended up signing from Alabama. He's from Hueytown, Alabama. Um, he went to Hueytown High School. His name is Jaden Thompson, uh, Thomas. Sorry, uh, he's 6'3", 225. He's a linebacker. Big boy. And I will say, from a firsthand experience, I have actually watched this kid play. He is f- actually pretty good. Like. I've seen him actually play in the game, doing what he did best, and I think he's going to be a really good uh, part for the team. I don't know if he's going to immediately start, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Yeah, speaking of like players that we have seen, there is – I want to say he's a wide receiver. He signed an early signing period. Um, he's from Hewitt. Oh, my God, the boy can play. Like, we actually have signed from early signing period to now. We have signed some players, like some ball players. Yeah, I'm actually and surprised at how many you're talking good about players we signed, we signed with us. You're talking about Jordan McCants, uh, the yes. six foot, yes. 170 pounds. Yes, he's gonna have to put some weight on him, too. He's gonna have to put some weight on, but the boy can play. Yeah, and we ended up also taking up a six foot six. 230-pound tight end from Homewood, Alabama. Uh, his name is Harvey Ray, um, and he, he's he got some good stats thus far. It's not, like, overwhelmingly, though, so it'll be interesting to see because I think we can play the, the role of a tight end really well, especially when, uh, good Lord, he went to Boston College. Um, Trey, Barry. Trey Barry. Trey Barry, sorry. I guys, it's it's been it's been a rough season. Um, I've been losing so just names. thinking about Trey Berry makes me upset. The fact yes. that we we just we un yeah we lost him. We 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 had him and we lost him. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited. I think this is a really good first recruiting class uh, overall for Rich, and I think it's going to get better. I think what I appreciate the most, and not saying that we don't recruit outside the state. But as our college, I mean, let's face it, we have a tendency to look inward into our state or into Georgia or a little bit into Tennessee. But some of these guys are coming from like Virginia, Ohio, like they're coming from Carolina. When was the last time we had we've had players from North Carolina on our team? But when was the last time that happened? We got several coming from Florida. Like I think us expanding our recruitment is going to continue to get better, especially when we move up to the FBS level, because we'll start getting that more publicity, like outwards, like media, that's going to show us a little bit more. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I, I mean, I would I would like to argue and say that we're uh, <clears throat> doing better than Auburn right now. Hey. 
Is it that bad? Uh, they just lost a offensive coordinator that signed on six weeks ago and then just left. He hasn't even coached. Yeah, I didn't even know he, about that. Yeah, he he. Their offensive coordinator, and, and I'm so sorry. I uh, I know Eric is a Auburn fan a little bit. Um, yeah, they their offensive coordinator signed on six weeks ago has not even coached a practice yet. And he's already left for and and the personal issues is what they're calling it. Ah, yeah. Okay, so one last player I want to touch on. <laughs> one last player I want to touch on. I don't know his name, Sorry. but he it's he's a defensive tackle. I want to say he's like six five, three hundred pounds. Like was that's he, Alabama size. That's was, a big boy. Was he on the list of the twenty four that we added today? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Uh, I keep all the lists, guys. He um, is a big boy. Uh, but when I saw that, I was like, we don't sign. Like, we never get somebody of that size. Like, maybe he, maybe closer to six foot, 300 pounds, but not six five, 300 pounds. Six five, 300 pounds. Um, I may be I, wrong on the height, though. I see a six two two ninety five. No, there's there's that's a, still a big old boy. That yes. is a big old boy. Uh Jaden, yeah, Jaden Thomas is that linebacker. Defensive tackle, though, is Chuck Taylor, 6'2, 295 from uh Lake Wales High School in Florida. If I'm not, looking. there's yeah, you're good. There's another one that we a defensive Hayden end. Zepp. Offensive line, 6'3", 300 pounds from St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay, so it's so he's on the O-line, yeah, which I would be great because, let's face it, we, we need coverage. Um, we, we need an O-line that's going to actually protect the quarterback, not um, not just let him get run over. What kind we of quarterbacks know. has Rich Rod used in the past? Does he like pocket passers? Um, well, I mean, look at his son. That should give you an idea. Yeah. I mean, I think he likes a dual threat quarterback, but Rich Rod is definitely a passer. Like he likes to pass. Which, I mean, I hate to say it. We live in a, we're living in an era of football where the, it's the passing game that's really kind of like taken over. Like, other than like some really On the big FBS names, level, yes, yes. I mean, other than some like big names in like the NFL, like obviously Derrick Henry is an example that's you know playing that running back really well. It's more of a passing game overall. So I think you need somebody that can be a dual threat. That some you have a quarterback that can both pass the ball and be consistent on it, while also having a quarterback that if he sees, you know, if he sees it coming, he can get out of the pocket and at least get a couple yards. Mm-hmm. So you you, you kind of need both. That's the problem. And not saying that if you don't have one, you're going to suck because obviously you can play it really well, but you just gotta you just gotta be careful sometimes. Yeah. Overall, I think because our off our coaching staff is pretty much full filled. Um, there might be a couple more coaches that get announced later. Um, mm-hmm. but overall I'm very happy with it. 
I'm very happy with the boys that we signed today and in early signing period. So oh. I, I'm really excited for next year. Very excited for next year. Yeah, I, I like recruiting players right out of high school. I've I've defended JSU in the past as being last chance you taking all these transfers, right? I think I've we only have four. It. I love me a good around. transfer. Don't get me wrong. However, for whatever reason, um, under the John Gross administration, those transfers didn't buy in to JSU as much mm-hmm. as I think they could have under a different administration. Um, mo- new, all the time, I would see players wearing gear from their former university around campus. Yeah. yeah. And if you think about it, and the probably the most talented players that have come through JSU have been transfers, just raw talent wise. Mm-hmm. But when we think about the best players to come out of JSU, like when you think JSU football, who do you think of? A lot of people think Eli Jenkins, more recently Josh Pearson, Josh all guys, Josh Barge, uh, guys, Martin guys Gonzalez. that were recruited and came to JSU in the first place and were Rock excited Thomas. to be here in the first place. Well, Rock Thomas was a transfer. Yeah. He was. But there's something to be said about recruiting a player that wants to be here in the first place. Yeah, because at the same time, like you said, you're getting rid of the, well, I played here. I'm this good. And like not saying that they're not good, but it's the mentality that comes with it. You know, if they start here and in here, then it's a little bit more of a, you know, mentality that comes with it of saying like i can be something here i can show my strut here and you see that moving a little bit i'd argue you can see a little bit more of that in the nfl where you have these uh fcs players that are doing again cooper you know cooper cup came from eastern washington and look at him now he's in the super bowl um same thing josh pearson Came from us, and technically, yes, he wasn't really playing with uh, with Tampa Bay, but he was still there. Uh, Garoppolo, he yeah, he's got Gar- one more ring than I have. Yeah, Garoppolo, uh, technically, you know, has come from an FCS school, so it's just adding to that, you know. And we, there's just been always a tendency with with the NFL and the colleges and like this mentality that, Oh, you're from an FCS school. Like, like you suck. Like you just went to somewhere. Okay. That... Say that to North Dakota state. See what exactly. happens. <laughs> and like that's, and see, that's the issue is that sometimes FCS does get a bad rep, but I think if JSU and Sam Houston and all these other schools, like, uh, like James Madison that are making this swap over to the FBS can, come out with a bang their first year into the FBS division and say, Hey, here we are. This is what you've been missing. It's going to add more popularity to those teams themselves, even though they're in the FBS now, but it's going to have more eyes for high school players that are coming into their prime into college to say, Hey, maybe I can take a look at an FCS school and not feel like, Oh, I'm just settling. I'm actually choosing to go there. It's like, um, I mean, the biggest uh, uh, the big example is with Jackson State. Uh, they end up taking the top top recruit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's already showing. Yeah, we Sorry, we actually one of the bigger transfers that I'm really excited about is uh, Sterling Galbin. 
or however you say his last name. He's a transfer from Texas Tech, and the reason I'm saying this is he quoted to the Chanticleer in an interview, I want to come in and be a productive contribution to a championship football team. I know that I will be able to help with my skill set in this off in this offense we are going to be running. So I think it is a great fit. Mm-hmm. And he's again, he also said, you are going to see someone that is transferring here to win. Right. It's it's just good. I mean, what we're doing is good. The changes that we're making are good. Now we just have to do everything else right. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's why everybody's I mean, we are at a critical point. We have to see what's gonna happen. I mean, Auburn just did that with Coach Harson this past season. Like mm-hmm. we needed to see what was gonna happen. And sorry, I'm taking another shot at Auburn. Auburn's not in a uh I know, I'm so sorry, Eric. I just No, you're good. I'm a JSU fan first, baby. I didn't go to Auburn. True. This is something I actually tweeted about this recently, and maybe I'm weird <laughs> in in college sports, but the idea of being like a huge diehard fan of a school that I did not attend is a little weird to me. Like I grew up an Auburn fan, but I didn't go to Auburn, so like it feels weird for me to be a you know you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, because especially I since just, JSU I, will play. Like, there's kids that go to JSU. They go to baseball games and, and basketball games or whatever. We play Auburn, mm-hmm. Alabama, and they root for Auburn, Alabama. You didn't go to Auburn, Alabama. And, yeah, I and, just gave up rooting for my uh, the teams I grew up cheering for, like Georgia Tech and Alabama. I gave up cheering for them. See, especially once JSU is making all of the sports programs play at the highest level now and that and that's your choice i mean and i already had this conversation with you because i'm an alabama fan you know and that that'll never change but just like eric said you know i'm an i'm a jsu fan first and an alabama fan second because i didn't go there and so i still root for them obviously because they're on two different levels now if they ever did hypothetically face each other and then I'm going to root for the Gamecocks, but there's a difference when it comes to that. So, yeah. yeah, I just see people at like JSU football games and they're streaming the UGA game on their phone, not watching the JSU game they're at. It's like, dude, transfer, go get out of here. <laughs> I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. And maybe I'm the weird one and Mm-mm. I'm starting to think I am, but uh, you're not the only one. It is what it is. But Let's my final not- thought on this transfer situation is I I just started thinking about how I used to see players wearing their old gear. And that's wild to me. I feel there's a lot of things I don't know about college football and I'm not going to pretend like I know more than a college coach, but I feel like if I was a head coach of a program, I would have a hard and fast rule that you can't wear any gear supporting another school's football program. Well, I mean, and you would face some sort of punishment if you were like wearing Clemson gear around the wreck or something like that. Well, and to be fair, and you know, I I obviously don't speak for this group anymore because I'm not part of it, but uh, I was part of the ambassadors and the ambassador program at JSU even had that rule. Um, It was kind of like 
already kind of as an established thing, like, hey, when you're going around JSU, like you're repre- you're an ambassador, you're representing JSU, so don't be wearing other school gear. Like, don't wear Alabama, don't wear Auburn, something like that, because you don't go to those schools. You're supposed to represent this school. And I think the same rules should kind of apply to the sports, because, like, we appreciate that you came to us but you came to us. You're not there anymore. Like, yes, the gear is nice, but just put it away if, until you're done or something, you know, if you don't want to get rid of it per se. Yeah. I always thought that was wild, but you know, I'm, I'm not a college football coach. So maybe it's just, it's a, it's an ego thing with the players and they think it's too much trouble or more trouble than it's worth. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'm excited about the the recruiting class. I think it's going to be a good year. We've got the talent mm. in the coaches and, and in the players. So we just and and we have the schedule as well. Yes, the schedule we have been needing for how many years? Oh yeah, so many years. And in our last year in FCS, we get this schedule. So <clears throat> we start out in Montgomery again for like the fourth time in what five years? Ooh, no, the fourth time Bowl's in six terrible. years. I hate the Crampton Bowl. I love it. I think I love it more so it. that I know JSU fans are going to travel. Did y'all know there's no P in Crampton? It's C A R A M T O N. I always are you serious? P. Yeah, I've always, I always thought it there was a P. A P. Oh, and so did the Southerners because our T-shirts all say Crampton with a P on it. Uh, but do no, they? there's no P. Yeah, they do. There's no P though. It's C R A M T O N. Crampton Bowl. Oh Crampton. God. But when you say it like that, it, it it's almost like there's a silent P. But anyways, so we start in, out in Montgomery against Stephen F. Austin, who we beat this past year in a nail-biter. And then we play at home for band day against Davidson. And then we bring back a former OVC foe. Are we going to beat the brakes off of him one more time before we leave? Probably so. Uh, maybe One Murray help. State sucks. I don't like Murray State at all. <sighs> Thought. I mean, I, I would mean, love I'm to always going to choose the Gamecocks to win. You know, well, I mean? yeah. I, I'm never going to. Uh, we could play Alabama tomorrow, and I would, I would predict the Gamecocks to win. So I'm always going to say <laughs> we're going to beat Murray State. They should but have I don't won think, in basketball season. Let's put it that way. I don't know that I harbor any ill will towards Murray State. I don't really. I, no, I can okay, agree. so I went, I, I went to the game during the the spring season. Those mm-hmm. fans were awful. Those mm-hmm. fans were absolutely god awful. Well, I can tell you that um, the Davidson game um, is going to be uh, como se dice uh, blowout. Um, I mean, we Cox did just. Re- I mean, we did just recently play them in a playoff game back, not this past season, but the in previous the season, in the springtime, and blew them to bits. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, here, here's where my one issue with this entire schedule is. Um, I need all of I need you two to like take a look at that schedule. Uh-huh. Take take a look at the times. Yeah. There is not one single night game. It's terrible. It's, be- it's because of the lights. They're they're do- they're doing construction on the new stadium and lights they're not going to have lights. It's going to be horrible. 
I hate yeah. I hate the one p.m. games. I hate one p.m. I hate eleven p.m. games. Like, or no, 11 I love 11, 11 p.m. games. Give us some eleven p.m. eleven a.m. games. A.m. I was about to say. I yeah. love an eleven p.m. game though. Right, That's sick. But okay, so and and Brandon and I have talked about the schedule as well. So I think the Stephen F. Austin's game is going to be actually really good. Um, I think Cox are going to win that one. Davidson's going to be a blowout. Murray State. Uh, it's just we have to see how the first two games go. Um, we're gonna of course uh, Tulsa. If we can beat Tulsa, we're gonna beat Tulsa. Tulsa is absolute garbage. Did you see how how they performed this past year? Yeah, but I mean, again, you just never know. I think I think the Tulsa game will still be a toss up. Nichols, uh, not a slouch, not a slouch. Yeah. I think yeah. the fact that it's going to be at Nichols is what's making it tougher for me to pick JSU. Yeah. Now, I will say that the only game on here that I will for sure know that I will be at, like, I don't care what's going on or if I have something going on, I'm going to do everything in my possible power to be at is the Kennesaw State game. Because, number one, we're playing in Jacksonville. We're not playing at the Truist Stadium. We're not playing at their stadium. We're playing in JSU, a one a one o'clock game. I think with depending on how our season starts, I think that'll be a really good game. Well, it it's our first game in conference play. Exactly. I I think I think that game, especially with the talent that we are going to have on the team. Mm-hmm and the depth that we're going to have on the team, I think we might actually finally beat Kennesaw State. God, I hope so. I'm tired of losing to Kennesaw State. Yeah. We beat them in basketball, but we'll get into that yeah. later. Um, yeah, finally beat them in something. Yeah. Here's here's the one downside, though. So I was looking at the schedule, and the Stephen F. Austin Crampton Bowl game is on the 27th. I probably will not be at that game because uh, <laughs> that's my wife's birthday. Aww. And she's Shout not. Us. Yeah. Shout out to her. I love her. Um, but get she's her tickets. Not, Drag her to the Cram- Crampton Bowl. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, she, she she's the that person beautiful that goes. Crampton if Bowl. I'm there, she will go. <laughs> In she says. Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. Um, she's no place like, I'd rather be. Yeah, she's that person that goes go sports. So, you know, I mean, she'll watch football. She's a little bit more into football, but it's still like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take her down there unless she's like, yeah, let's go. Like, that's her choice. Um, Tell her I will be there and she will go. And we'll see. Um, But I really am excited for the Southeastern Louisiana game as well in Jacksonville. Finally. I think this could be a lot of fun. Um, Is that out our home and home with them? Is that homecoming or is that? Yes, that is homecoming. Ooh, ooh, oh god! Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, because didn't Southeastern Louisiana actually do well this year in playoffs? Kind of. I can't remember. Yes, they did because they went and played a. Uh, uh, Florida AM, FAMU, um, and lost. Um, so I think they made it like one round in. So yeah. They they made it they made it one round in, meaning they made the playoffs and lost in the first round. 
No, they made it. They made it into the playoffs, beat FAMU, and okay. then I think they and lost. Made and got you. I can't remember. They won a check. playoff game. It sounds like. Yeah, let me double check. Because uh, I'm just bummed we don't have postseason eligibility. Yeah, um, that's really just like I'm excited for football season. But do we know? Do we know when that's going to start? Um, like actually start. When what's going to start? Like when we'll have bowl eligibility. Oh, bowl eligibility? I don't know. Okay. So I just, I, I did just pull it up. So um, in the playoffs, it was, uh, hold on. I, oh, man, I just had it. Uh, so Davidson played Kennesaw State. Yeah. Southern Illinois played South Dakota. Um, uh, UI. No, they actually no, they didn't. I thought they did. Uh, they must have got kicked. Oh wait, I was on the wrong part. My bad. Everybody's probably listening to me like, "Good lord." Um, so they so they played FAMU and won. Then they went off and played James Madison and lost. So they made it one round in and then lost to the next game. Um, so yeah, so it should be a good game. Against South. I hope so. I mean, obviously, I really hope that it's a a good game. Um, And then, obviously, uh, Eastern Kentucky is going to be a good game. I really wish that we were playing Austin P in Jacksonville, but that's you know obviously not my call. Um, We don't have that many home games. That's why I don't appreciate it. Yeah, but I mean, construction on the stadium—it's just—it's just a hassle. So no, correctly, I, I, I understand. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. They said that the uh, that the number of people that can actually fit in the stadium is actually going to be reduced. I've heard different things. If it's going to be reduced, it's I don't think it's going to be significant. And if it's increased, I don't think it's going to be significant. Well, I mean, the benefit that we have right now, I mean, if we're talking because the, the, the total number right now is 24,000. And that's just because we can fit more people on our old side because of how it's structured. But I think when we restructure that to be mimicking the other side, we are going to probably lose a little bit, but I think the stadium itself is actually going to look really good. Um, It's going to look awesome. Honestly, if we, if we have anything that looks like a protective stadium, um, like what UAB just got, like that'd be even cooler. But I mean, I mean that's a that's neither here nor there is the issue. Um, also, for anybody that's wondering why Brandon hasn't uh, stepped in and said anything, it's because he's having some technical difficulties. So uh, is that why we're still looking at the football schedule? Yes, that's definitely why we that why we're still looking at the football schedule. Um, I'm trying to see if let's see if maybe I have the ability to um, pull this screen off. Let's see. Um, let's see. Oh, you can edit your name, by the way, Eric. Uh, oh, I know just... I can. I <laughs> oh, might Jesus. later. Um, I do want to say final comments on yeah. the uh, the Gross administration. <laughs> Lots of people have been critical <laughs> of the John Gross administration in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. but bottom line is, everybody tells me he's a great guy. Um, and he's got a nice new job, and I'm happy for him. And I appreciate Mm -hmm. the W's he brought us at Jacksonville State University. And uh, we had some good times 
under the John Gross administration. And I agree. I think, you know, and, and as somebody that was, you know, critical of John Gross as well, like I was kind of playing on the fence about it because, you know, I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. He has done, you know, some really good things for us. But I think overall, he, you know, it was just a time for a change. And apparently he's got a really good gig up in Clemson now. Um, yeah. Which I don't know. I mean, we've joked. Oh, there you go. Oh, 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 there we go. Yeah. Um, but my camera is acting stupid for some reason. Uh, it's okay. We got the two most beautiful people on the screen. Oh, hush. No. There you go. Um, so I think that's I – th- I don't think we have anything else for for football. I think we're good. Um, so let's go ahead and transition ourselves uh, real quick to basketball. So we are going to spend a little bit of time on our women's uh, team real quick. So uh, the ladies, uh, JSU Lady Gamecocks, went 8-0 uh, from a run from December 16th to January 19th. Um, and so we beat play, uh, people like ETSU, St. Francis, UTC. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher it again. Bellamar? Bellarmine. 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 <sighs> Jesus. Uh, UNA, Lipscomb, uh, EKU, and UCA. Um, but then we ended up getting beat by FGCU. Florida Gulf Coast. Yep. Such a such a big name. Um, it's like that team that's uh, in Illinois. S-I-U-E. Like, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, something bigger. It's like. Purdue, Illinois, something. I don't even know. It's an actual college. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, uh, 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 Fort Wayne. Yeah. yeah. So they were first in the AC, uh, ASUN West uh, overall. And so, but we were not in a position to host championship game. Um, but we'll, but we will host through the semis uh, pending, you know, the rest of the season. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Uh, I do know that their next game uh, is uh, versus University of North Florida, right? Yes. Um, and so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh, Eric or Brandon, you got thoughts on the women's team a little bit? Women's team is good this year. Yeah, and that Florida Gulf Coast is is a good squad. Oh yeah, they're deep. Well, I mean, they when have they're that, ranked, um, they have that ranked. girl that's already declared for the WNBA draft. I think. Oh really? Um, she actually play against number, us, though. They're ranked number injured. twenty in the nation. Something right. like that, but they're a good squad. So losing to them is not, um, it's not like a, a terribly defeating loss. Mm-hmm. But um, my my the biggest thing when I think about the women's team, and I can't forget her name, or I can't remember her name. Uh, she's number twenty one. If anybody has the roster up, mm-hmm. but she has a saying? great like mid range jump shot, and I love. JSU basketball, men's and women's. But since I've been here, we have not produced very many players with good-looking jump shots. I don't know what it is, especially on the men's team. We've got some dudes historically with some broke-looking jumpers. But as long as they go in, I'm not mad about it. But Mm -hmm. number 21 has a great-looking, fundamental... Kennedy Gavin. Yep. Kennedy Gavin. I just love her mid-range jumper. I love it. Oh yeah, uh, I agree, and I think that it. I think if we continue to keep pushing uh, for our uh, uh, women's team, I think they're going to do really well, and especially uh, Kennedy. I think she'll do really well in the WNBA. 
Uh, Brandon, you got anything last that you want to add? Um, it It is looking very promising for us to host their semis because the second place team in the West, their record is like four and four in conference. Hmm. And I just don't see anybody on our future schedule beating us. Okay. Let's go Lady Cox. Yes. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into our guys real quick. Um, so Jesus. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> so they are doing phenomenal right now. That's, I mean, honestly, the short version. So thus far, the guys have, they only lost by six against uh, they're then ranked number six, Alabama. Um, and then we went on a 10 game winning streak since that loss against Alabama. Um, we're currently 15 and six, uh, in conference play, we're eight. No, um, we are first in the a sun West again for our guys. Congratulations. And guys, they just look great. They really like, do. First the Ace and West, and also the only undefeated team in the entirety of the A Sun, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was us and Liberty, and then we beat Liberty. So correct. It left just us. But yeah, yeah they, they're looking amazing right now. They're oh, in a yeah. great stretch of form. That was a wild road trip that they had ending with Liberty. Who was all in that road trip? Kennesaw and Liberty. It was just Kennesaw and Liberty? I thought there was another yes. team. No. Yeah, okay. I um, thought there was a third. Uh, not that I know of, but like looking at the schedule. Yeah, if you want to double check, but like taking a look at the stats from that game, and I got it pulled up just to make sure. Um, Gibbs, Finch, Henry, they all looked really good as far as like how they played. Um, and the fact that, and, and I said this early on when we started getting into basketball, and I know that we took like a huge like sabbatical from uh from gamecock uh from cocky nation uh during the holiday season but throughout that time like the biggest thing i kept saying is that they're playing like a like a like a team like they're really working together and i think the benefit of having uh fourth and fifth year seniors playing on this team uh, i think we have some six year seniors right um like one or two um, that are like contributing to this being the season that they have, who knows what's going to happen? Like, could they possibly go forward even farther? Who knows? But I think it's nothing but up from here as long as we keep the momentum going. You know, it was just Kennesaw and Liberty. The There was a game on the Monday before the Kennesaw State game that was home. It was Bellarmine, but I remembered it as an away game because I watched it because I had COVID. I wasn't there. So I thought it was an away game. That's what it was. But yeah, we've been in a great stretch of form. And um, I was a little worried at the beginning of the season because we were winning games, but it seemed like in order for us to win, somebody had to have an amazing game. Yeah. Like somebody had to have just a great individual Herculean effort. And it was different people. It wasn't as if Kane was going off every night or mm-hmm. or Gibbs was going off every night. It would, it would, the, They'd spread the love, but I was yeah. thinking like if if somebody needs to have an amazing game for us to just win, it's not going to be good because there's no way 
that we're going to be able to keep that up. But now mm-hmm. we've started just playing more evenly, more balanced, and we don't mm-hmm. have a hero. Um, and I guess I guess Darian would be the leader of the team if you had to assign a leader. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah, but I was I was a little worried at the beginning of the season. I really was because it it just seemed like for us to win, somebody had to go for twenty five thirty and have an amazing night. Yeah. Now I will say um, that as far as like the the last game that we played, so with Liberty, um, I mean as far as points go, uh, Gibbs did have the most points. He got twenty one, um, but the rest of them, so like Finch and Henry and King, like. They, they were pretty evenly uh, distributed. Like Finch had 16, Henry had 13, King had 12. So it was pretty much kind of that equal out that you were just talking about, that it wasn't like us solely aiming for a hero to, to kind of help us out in the game, but more of a, you know, distribution between all of them. Yeah, and the one thing that I um... – noticed during the game one of the stats that the commentators gave was the amount of points JSU was getting off of turnovers nobody beats liberty by 10 unless you're a absolutely like high conference power conference if you will then they would most likely destroy liberty by 10 plus points and nobody beats liberty Mm -hmm. at liberty period correct and the fact that we had that many points. I, I think the stat was like first half we had like 12 points off of turnovers. When you get that many points off of turnovers, it's going to help you. Right. Beat Liberty by 10 points on their home court. And and it's not as if we were, you know, losing and came back or it was a very close game. We held a lead. Was it the entirety the of the second of the half? Did we give up a lead? In the second half? No. They yeah, got I mean, their closest was five points. It's great. And for me, one of the biggest differences between this year and past years is our big mm-hmm. men. Um, for whatever reason, since since I've been here, this is my fifth year in Jacksonville. Right. I'm in grad school now. I'm graduated. Don't worry about it. But um, <laughs> we, we like to have big men, but we like to have big Eastern European big men that shoot the three ball, which is cool and all. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I love me a good seven footer that can shoot a three ball. But like back when we had Giga and that team did make the tourney, we've got this seven foot monster of a man who's just hovering around the perimeter and frankly didn't have that good of a touch. So he wasn't scoring very much from like the low block. It was a little frustrating, but now we've got Brandon Huffman, who's a monster of a man. And Big Z, Morose Zelaznak, has been playing really well recently. And I've been a little bit critical of him in the past um, just because I didn't think he played very tough and strong. And he's been fighting for rebounds. Um, He's got to work on his touch a little bit. But he created a couple big offensive rebounds in the second half of the Liberty game Mm -hmm. um, just fighting for the ball. And and Huffman is actually developing a bit of a jump shot, a short range jump shot. Early in the season, when I saw Huffman taking a jump shot, I would just close my eyes. I'd say this we're in a bad way right now. But now that little short range jump shot, Huffman's starting to develop it, and we're just looking good all around. It's it's the I just have to say it's the um, 
It's the calling out the Eastern European guys for me. <laughs> Look, I, I, I love a good help. seven footer that can shoot a three ball, but if you're seven foot tall, I want you to get your giant body in the post, please. I agree. Um, yeah. I can't help but wonder because did, did any of y'all, any of you watch the Alabama game, like the JSU Alabama game? I caught a couple minutes. I'm not even gonna lie. I, I unfortunately was not able to watch the full length of it. I went to a hockey game that night, I think, and I tried to stream it on my phone. But there was some sort of issue. Was that might have been around the time that YouTube TV was having a fight with ESPN, okay. and I couldn't watch it for some reason. I can't remember, or I couldn't figure out my ESPN Plus login. Whatever it was, I couldn't watch it. But I watched like the live tracker on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So JSU. I mean, obviously there were times where Alabama was up by almost twenty points. In fact, they were up by twenty points at one point in the second half, and JSU closed the gap to six points by the end of the game. Mm-hmm. I can't help but wonder if those boys looked at that game and said, we should have beat the number six and changed the higher mentality going forward in the schedule. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think most schools do that anyways. You know, when, when you get that close to beating a team like Alabama, a team like Auburn, uh, whether it be basketball, football, whatever sport you're in, I think it does kind of set that mentality for you that we want to be better. We want to be the best. This is how we do it. And so I think that was kind of almost like a wake-up call for them. Because again, since then they've went ten on a ten game winning streak, and they can continue that. You know, when they play University of North Florida later on. So I I don't know. It's it's I think it did set a precedent. You know, and and honestly, you need those types of games because yeah. if if you were if you're a really good I'm about to call them out. Here we go. If you are in University of North Dakota State, NDSU, if you are NDSU and you are constantly playing the same people and there is no set of precedent that's kind of driving you, I mean, there's probably drive there, but there's a different kind of drive. You know what I mean? I mean, you're a big fish in a little pond. Yeah. You know? And we are the kind of not small fish, but we're kind of like a little bit of a bigger fish in a small and a big pond that you know we can actually do pretty well in, we can get bigger. So at yeah, the same time, even- though, you know, if our basketball team almost beats Alabama, and they're like, "Oh man, we we almost beat a really good team," and that inspires them, and then they go on this ten game win streak. Maybe mm-hmm. it's good that they didn't beat Alabama because if we see what happened with the football team and they did beat <laughs> Florida State, they did not go on a ten game win streak after that. But then so, again, it was Florida State. So it was Florida State. I mean, they they took two L's last. I mean, they took several L's last year, and then adding on the recruitment L yeah. that they took. So, but anyways, we're past football. Yeah, I just wanted to insert. <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited about the basketball team. They're looking really good, spreading oh, yeah. the love, playing good basketball. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, um, obviously 
we played the same teams that the women play just at different times. So North Florida is at 7.30 um, Thursday night, and then uh, Jacksonville is at 4 in the afternoon on Saturday. Um, but moving forward, looking at the schedule, I think the two games that I am most nervous about is Lipscomb and Bellerman. Because last time we played them, it was in both were in Jacksonville. In against Lipscomb, it was an 88 83 game. Mm-hmm. Bellerman was a 65 60 game. Two or five right. point games. We travel to right. their court this go round. Right. Those are the two games I am most nervous about. I totally agree. I didn't hear what you said, but I'm I totally I'm in. He, we're basically talking about how the last time we played Lipscomb and Bellerman, it was on their turf. Uh, it was on our turf, and see how that turned out for us. And now this time we're playing in their turf, and it could it could end really bad, or it could turn out really good. We don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, we beat Liberty at Liberty though. So if we're taking that as any evidence of how we play away. Then I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not too worried. Right. I think for me, I think what I would just ultimately remind the guys, like if if I if I had anything to say, or if I had a, an opportunity to say something to both the teams, uh, to the women and to the men's team, all I would basically say is, what do you want to leave? What do you want to achieve, and what do you want to leave? What do you want to leave behind? Do you want to leave behind that you had a 10-game winning streak and then you just kind of let it go? Or do you want to leave behind the success trail that you have established for this program that can be built off of it in years to come? And so just reminding them why they're doing it and what they can do with it is what I would just basically say. So, Yeah, Um I think our chances of hosting all the way through the ASUN tournament are good. Um, so. Even the championship. That'd save me a lot of money. Yes, it would. Because I love going now, to the basketball now, tournament, but geez, now geez, here, I don't want to have to go to Indiana like with the OBC. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> would students still get in free? Uh, I don't know. Just, Probably not. If we hosted... Well, so the A-Sun tournament is at campus sites the entire way through. Higher seed hosts. So if we're the top number one seed, Mm -hmm. obviously if we continue winning, we're going to host all the way through the championship game. I guess it's a regulation thing because arguably speaking, they, I mean, they could, but at the same time when you're playing like, conference championship they might have to charge you but who knows they might turn it into something like uh uh what do you call it like for example when san francisco was playing la this past week la uh fans had the uh opportunity to get uh to get tickets first before anyone else did so um you know maybe it's going to be a situation like that but we just don't know yet yeah but I like our chances moving forward. Um, and with that, we are done. Yeah. I mean, we got through a lot. 
and I'm it was a surprised. lot. Like we took a long time off. That's what so. happens when you are, uh, you know, when you're trying to get. For me, I got moved, I got married. These things happen. Uh, y'all continued on with college, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, life hits us sometimes. So mm-hmm. if we can, uh, if we can just you know give you any advice, just live live in the moment. You know, enjoy the little things. Uh, but again, y'all, first off. Can we just thank Eric for coming back? Uh, because we we love him, and hopefully he will come and join us more than just this one time. Because Ricky uh, podcast, Ricky podcast, <laughs> just call me Ricky uh, podcast, boys. Just, We're yeah. back in it, and and I hope that he chooses to kind of hang out with us a little bit more. Um, because number one, we like having guests, and number two, we, we love having Eric. So. Uh, I mean, he's he's an better. OG. He's welcome anytime. Oh, of course. I appreciate um, it. Was the yeah. schedule is a bit hectic? I'm gonna be honest, but I, I appreciate. Yeah, the, the we'll open figure invite. it out. Yeah, um, but again, we want to thank each and every one of you for listening. And of course, if you haven't followed us on all of our uh, you know social media chains, uh, Twitter's uh, at Cocky Nation or Cocky underscore Nation, uh, and then you can join us on Facebook. Uh, it's Cocky Nation the JSU Podcast. And then, of course, we want to also extend the love out to our other FCS Fan Nations uh, podcasts that are all around the FCS. Um, granted, you know, we're not going to be able to say that for much longer because we're moving. One last um, year. One last one year. year. Um, but be on the lookout for more content as we continue on because we still got a lot to get through, especially with uh, spring training coming up for football, and then what's that going to look for us? And then what's baseball the and softball is about to start too. Yeah, and uh, we actually have a really good uh, baseball and softball schedule. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in the near uh, near podcasts to come. So, yeah, anything else from you guys? Not for me, Eric. Go Cox. go Cox. There you go. Fear the beak. Yeah, fear the beak. Go Cox. There you go. Thank you.